And welcome to Big Life Conversation. It is 13 minutes past four o'clock. You're here with Jacinta and Nicole. We're waiting to see Barbara arrive. She will be here with us shortly, but this is our last show for the year. So we've got a bit of a, a wrap up to do this year and we have some wonderful guests for you too, which we will explain in the moment. But we are very excited to have the trio back together today and uh, having Jacinta with us in the studio. There's been a big vortex there without her wonderful presence with us. So we're very, very excited to have her back in the studio. How are you, Jacinta? Oh, hi, Nicole. It's so wonderful to be back and thanks for that lovely introduction. It has been almost three months and I am just going to give a a little explanation because we're going to talk soon about this wonderful time of Christmas and the end of the year, but it's not always so wonderful for many of us. And and so the my story just gives a little bit of context about what we will be talking about and how some of us experience, many of us experience some of the not so good things about this time of year. Namely, if we have friends and family that have passed over and aren't with us any longer, in the physical form at least, um, that we miss them dreadfully and there's a lot of people that experience anniversaries. So I've got a few little resources and things today, but I do want to start by just personally thanking all the people in my life, and they all know who they are, who have supported me, sent me love, best wishes, just been there for a shoulder to cry on, bought me food when I had none, (laughs) Um, beautiful hugs and just... Just not even needing to speak, just giving, being there and being present for me, making me a cup of tea and letting me have a cry. And the reason for this is that my beloved husband died unexpectedly um, last September, this September just gone, um, the 27th from a massive heart attack and it was an incredible shock um, and massive devastation to myself and to my family and our friends. So I this is first day back. I, I, I got the news just after we'd finished the radio on the 27th of September and it was horrific and I've been in a, a massive fog ever since, uh, yet I've had to step up and manage the business that we own up in Gippsland and so I've been working a lot as well. And it's really, really hard, I'm mm. not going to lie. But the people who have supported me, um, as I said, and there's been so many of you I am so grateful and and that's one of my messages today for anyone experiencing any sort of grief and loss just for people to let them know they care just get in touch with them give them a little bit of support yeah. ask them how you can help them it makes all the difference I know for some people maybe it they find it hard and it's easier to ignore but geez it makes it tough on the person going through it oh, I can imagine and it's yeah. a really really good message there as well as that that gratitude it's a good time for gratitude it's a good time to to thank people and get that support around you but also acknowledging the the really tough times that everybody and you know especially yourself just into that that you've been through because it's something like this that's quite pivotal that that brings out interesting things in people so sometimes people really come out of the woodwork and and 
be very supportive and other times some people sort of step back because not everyone's familiar with how to deal with grief and loss and change Mm. and so I think it's important to discuss that because a lot of people feel that um, not only yourself but others out there that you say you know miss their loved ones and um, all need a little bit of extra TLC at this time of year. Oh we really do and and you know it's it's heightened it for me as well uh, in terms of the support that I give to others and will in the future when people in my circle have that sort of grief and loss it's just so important to be there for them and and really show them your love and care for them so um Absolutely. It, it, it is a big help but you know as we said it's a wonderful time of the year and we want everyone to be able to be grateful for what we have had over this year and to really enjoy the I guess also reflecting on what you might have achieved this year, what you're really proud of, what has worked really well for you, as well as acknowledging those harder times that we, let's face it, we've all gone through hard times Absolutely. through the year, um, whatever they may be for you. Just acknowledge that and um, give yourself a bit of a, um, a pat on the back for how you've dealt with it because we, we all have things that we have yes. to deal with. Be kind to yourself, yeah, I say. Yeah, exactly. And it's also a, a good time to look after yourself. And I've got a little article that we can talk about later as well called Retreat Yourself, which is all about creating some new rituals where you might have had um, a situation that you don't want to be reminded of or you've got someone who's departed that you might want to create some new rituals for yourself mm. and your family. Um, so new new habits, new rituals, new things to celebrate, um, new ways of experiencing the same time in the season uh, but a little bit differently to bring a little bit of joy and a little bit of difference to that as well. So we'll have a look at that. Um, Before we do all of that, um, I wanted to thank uh, Tiny Tim for his program and his tunes. He plays his hits uh, before us every week and it's always great to get us started, get us warmed up for the show and hearing those great tunes. Um, So thanks, Tiny Tim. We will see you next year when we are back in. Um, Yes, lovely to meet Tim as well well for me for the first time today and uh, great to see some new talent as well at the station and uh, all the best to you Tim for for the festive season we look forward to seeing you next year we do indeed and um, the other thing to note is the weather (gasps) so we do like the good old glorious the good old Bureau of Meteorology Um, today it looks like we might have summer today or we maybe we're having summer for three days uh i can't be sure because it has been a little bit tricky to work out whether we are in summer or not but it has been glorious today we had a low of eight and a top of 26 Mm. um and i just looked a little sneak peek ahead for christmas day and it looks like it's going to be 30 we won't know what to do with 30 degrees i don't think anyone has really had their air conditioners on yet um it has been quite cold and uh, even yesterday where it was warmed up during the day it was still quite chilly at night time so I know we're going to be having a slightly cooler summer but uh, let's make the most of it while the sun is shining get that vitamin d absolutely yeah that that's so true and uh, we uh, you know, we've been all a little bit concerned because it's been such a, a wet and cold year in many respects for much longer than we expected. Winter has seemed to go on and on and on. And uh, so it is. And it makes you feel so much better when you can get out into the warmth. Obviously, make sure you've got your sunscreen I on. know. You still get the vitamin D with your sunscreen. You so, um But, gee, it's nice to be out and about. <laughs> and it just encourages you to get outdoors as well, I think. And, you know, just enjoy it. And, and to see the changing seasons, which I always love 
love the seasonal changes in the environment um, are just beautiful. You know, all and the we've different... got a lot of greens at the moment yeah, because it's been have. so wet. It's really nice to have green in summer, which is unusual because we're thinking about the hot brown land that we've had um, is getting a good drink, which it's kind of needed. So um, I'm quite happy to see that we've got a little bit of green this summer as well. Um, which is quite nice. Yes, it is indeed. We love it. So on to the show. The yeah. show, the show. We have guests today. Yes. Um, we have at 4.30, we feel very special to have the wonderful um, Ross Wilson with us. Um, you m- might recall Ross Wilson from Daddy Cool Days or Mondo Rock. I mean, Mondo Rock think, makes me think of the 80s, makes me think of high school. <laughs> yes. Um, and all the tunes associated with that, and we'll be playing a few today. But Ross Wilson is one of Australia's most awarded, respected and well-known artists with no less than 26 ARIA top 40 hits to his credit as a singer and songwriter and producer and he's going to be part of District Live um, which is the District Docklands entertainment that's happening between the 7th of January and the 28th of January uh, next year and he's on the 21st of January and this is a free uh, entertainment um, showcasing some of the best emerging and established local artists predominantly from Melbourne and the surrounding areas of Victoria and it all happens in and around the Docklands. Um, I believe there's Isaiah uh, Firebrace, DJ Murray Cook, um, the original Red Wiggle, um, Ross Wilson and Montagni as well. So just to name a few, but we'll be talking to the wonderful Ross Wilson coming up in a few minutes, just at around 4.30. And then after that, we have wonderful friend of the show that we have on very regularly, and that is Dr. Jessica Balengzatagi, Senior Lecturer in Cinema and Screen Studies at Swinburne. Um, Dr. Jess has a PhD in Screen and Cultural Studies, and uh, she always brings us some wonderful Christmas movies um, with her. So um, we're looking forward to hearing about what she's got in store for us this year. Yes, and I'm hoping, Jess, if you are listening, now we don't have horror movies at Christmas, (laughs) do we? I know she's a fan of horror movies and I'm really scared of them. Um, But look, I, I do appreciate the very, the eclectic range, I think, um, of great entertainment options Jess brings us and we're very grateful to her. So it'll be great to catch up with her. Uh, that's a bit after five five o'clock today. It is. Right? It yeah. is indeed. So we look forward to speaking with her yes, on indeed. the phone. But in the meantime, let's have a little bit of Eagle Rock. I believe it's a 50-year anniversary in January of this Eagle, tune. Eagle, really? So that's making me it. feel a little bit old. Time to dance. <laughs> let's have a bit of rock and roll. You're on 94.1 FM 3WBC. This is Big Life Conversation. Barbara. Hello, and here I am, the late Barbara Sullivan, as I say. My apologies. Um, anyway, yes, uh, Christmas traffic and everything else. But I'm here, guys, and very excited to be speaking to our first guest um, and for our last program for the year, uh, Mr Ross Wilson. Thanks so much, Ross, for taking time out to join us. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Yeah, good. Thanks. Very excited to be speaking with you. Um, I think that my younger brother, um, who is no baby and neither am I, yeah. I think your record, Eagle Rock, was one of the first records that he bought. I was, I think, in uh, Form 1 and he was in Grade 6. So oh, well done. Yeah. <laughs> you can work it out. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> We've been big fans, um, as have many uh, Australians uh, and beyond, of, um, of your work. And... 
you haven't stopped and, and still going strong. And um, I gather you're off on a tour later on uh, in the new year, but we're going to have a, a chat to you about, well, congratulations on the 50 years of, um, 50th anniversary of, of Eagle Rock. And also, um, you're going to be performing live in, in a free concert uh, down at Docklands in January. Yeah, Docklands, which is, I, just, I live in Port Melbourne, so that's like my, my neighbourhood almost, I can almost walk there, you know. Very handy. Yeah, it's a gigantic, I don't know if people have ventured down there, but it's a gigantic um, you know, urban area with lots of people there, and now they're uh, they're putting on a, whole, a bunch of free shows during the summertime every Saturday during the daytime and family friendly, and I'm playing there with my band on the 21st of January on Saturday. Saturday Fantastic. Afternoon. And yeah. uh, now the band, please, who's in the band these days? Oh, they're terrific uh, musicians from around Melbourne. Uh, I call them the Peace Nicks. Oh, right. <laughs> I had an album called uh, I Come in Peace, so I named <laughs> them after that. And uh, they're amongst the finest guys around. And we've got James Ryan on guitar, who's just an amazing guitar player. Uh, you know, Ed Marin on drums. And these guys, all they play with um, other people as well, but they do lots of recording sessions. And, you know, they know it, what it's all about. So we have a lot of fun together, actually. It's wonderful. And, um, yeah. And so I was going to ask you, but you're not content with just uh, performing locally. I gather you're heading off round the traps, aren't you? It's got it's quite Always. a quite I'm a punishing schedule. A <laughs> I'm a nomad, you know. <laughs> Good idea. So so where yeah. to after that country, Victoria, or well beyond? I'm going uh, straight after that. We go up to spend uh, four days in New South Wales. Uh, Australia Day. I'm playing at Rooty Hill. Wow. And you've heard of Rooty Hill? I have indeed. Who can forget that name? Yes. Well, forget that name, there is an actual hill. Oh, it is. It's a classic. called it the classic. Rooty Hill. Yes. Right? And there's a massive park there. You're a brave man. And on Australia Day, everyone sits on the hill and we're down the bottom on a big stage and they watch you rock and roll and everybody has a great time. Uh, it's not just me. There's going to be lots of other people there too. Um, and so that's Australia Day and then we're playing at... Uh, one of the clubs around Sydney, and then we go off and do a few little wineries for um, the south. So um, there's a lot going on there, yeah. There certainly is. And I was going to say, I've also meant to mention um, that, apart from the fact that my brother uh, bought Eagle Rock um, all those years ago when it first came out, um, I, I remember bopping around um, at my girls' school to uh, Daddy Cool's um, uh, cherry pie and um, bomb bomb yep. and all that sort of stuff with the school discos and the socials. So, yes. Well, that's big. I've been revisiting some of those songs. A lot of those songs I haven't played for like a long time but because it was the Eagle Rock 50th anniversary show. Yes. We can't we can't reform Daddy Cool, unfortunately, because uh, you know Wayne and um, Hannah, Ross Hannaford and Wayne Duncan passed away about oh, about six years yes, ago. Yes, certainly. Now. Yes. Yeah, but I thought, you know, it was worth celebrating what we did together. Yes. And so we've been, and those shows have turned into a big success story. So, um, we've, you know, and I play more of the Daddy Cool stuff than I usually do on those shows. And I also play a few earlier songs to show where it came from, you know, where Daddy Cool evolved from. So it's quite an interesting show, yeah. It certainly is. And you've been quite diverse in terms of, on you, you sort of adapted and evolved, haven't you, I mean, your own style? Yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't recognise you at first, I think, when you, when you removed the beard all those years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a... Yeah, I thought, well, I, you know, got a, that, the, that was a kind of good thing. When, you, when I was younger, I wanted to look older, so I grew a beard. <laughs> and then when I was older, I wanted to look younger. So <laughs> well, the beauty of the beard, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very fly, of me, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, you, as I say, you've, uh, you've always sort of been uh, a bit ahead of the curve or, or you're not content to stay in, in the one spot in terms of your musical style. 
Um, but you must have noticed quite a quite a bit of difference just over the years in terms of the, the way the industry has developed and, and the way yeah. the Australian industry particularly has gone from strength to strength. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, actually. I, I like to think that people like myself were there when it started to really break out. Exactly. You know? Daddy Cool was one of the first bands that went and toured America, and right. and uh, we surprised a lot of people over there. You know, there was a big feeling in the industry. I know because a few years later, I used to get, you know, guys in the industry when I went over with Mondo Rock doing stuff over there. They go, "Oh, Daddy Cool, they were the guys we loved them." You know, like, <laughs> you know, record executives would have uh, my uh, Daddy Cool albums in their office. Oh wow! So it was a it was a bit of a big deal, and and they it also helped that whole mindset about, oh, there's a place called Australia and music comes from there. <laughs> Fancy you know, that. And then, that, and then <laughs> the next, the guys that really went and uh, dug in there on a rock level were um, ACDC. Of course. You know, they just kept touring and touring and touring, putting the records out. And, uh, of course, many others as well. But uh, they're the ones that first come to mind as, you know, help doing the next level. And then you had Man at Work and In Excess. You know, when In, in, in Excess happened, I was like, this is fantastic. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But as you said, you, you got in on sort of on the ground floor and, and helped uh, kickstart a lot of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, following on from, I suppose, the uh, the, the rock and roll of uh, J.O.K. and some of those people who, uh, who were a bit yeah. older than you. <laughs> John, well, J.O.K. was the first guy I ever saw at a live rock show. Oh, really? I was, yeah, I was 10 years old. And I got my dad to take me to a festival hall in Melbourne. You remember it uh, well? Because it had all these acts I liked. I, liked. I, had a, I had a Buddy Holly in the Crickets record. Oh, yeah. Like a single, one of their first singles, okay. that'll be today. And, and I went, Dad, Buddy Holly's on. And Jerry Lee Lewis. So I went to the show and, <laughs> and J- J- uh, Johnny O'Keefe opens, you know, trying to, it was fantastic. The wild one. And then Jerry Lee Lewis, and I'm going, this is great. And then an even wilder one. <laughs> yeah, and then Buddy Holly in the Crickets, you know, so oh, an amazing wow. show fantastic. for 10-year-old to see. And exactly. I think it got in my brain and, you know, was going, gee, I'd love to do that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, did you come from a musical family? Yeah, kind of musical. My dad, he, it was good because there was lots of different kind of music. Okay, I'm listening to pop music and rock on, you know, early rock and roll yeah. on the radio. And um, and my dad, he had a he was a big jazzer. He had like, oh, right. all the modern jazz albums and stuff. So he'd hear all that. But come at the weekend, he'd put those on and work around the house. He did jazz. And, and my mum, she was in classical music. Oh, quite a great, a uh, really good singer. And um, she could play the violin and the piano and read music and all of that. So uh, there was it's in the blood. Of music around, you know. Yeah. And, and out of that, you know, I kind of evolved my own thing. It all seeped in somewhere, you know. Fantastic. And, you know, it is wonderful. So that's why I kind of, like you were mentioning before, uh, I sort of cross a few genres, and I think that's the reason why. Excellent. Ross, just into here, um, just wanting to acknowledge, I think, your success in your career, and it's not always the case in the entertainment world that there's such wonderful longevity. Um, I hear that no. you have no less than 26 aria top 40 hits to your credit as a singer so that you... includes ones i produced like skyhooks uh, that's, oh, that's, that's, okay. that's amazing yeah. so well yeah. done on that and, and i guess what i'm interested in from that is what is it that actually keeps you going or has kept you going all this time because you've got to continue to be sort of fresh and new and you know up to the minute all those sorts of things to to maintain relevance what what do you reckon the secret has been for you well, I think the songwriting thing is a, is, a, is is part of it because, yeah, you can go out and sing songs and all of that, but if you're singing your own songs, you're bringing your own voice and your psychological state and all of that 
into play, and so you <clears throat> you're kind of laying your personality on the line, you know. And I don't know what it is about me, but when I'm happy with a song and I record it, I go, oh, "That song's ready to record," you know. It usually turns out happily that other people go, "Yeah, I like that song too." <laughs> <laughs> yes, so contagious. There's a talent like, there. I like to keep things nice and short and sweet, and uh, not try to bore people, you know. But I mean, I'm just grateful to have a. Uh, a livelihood in Australia making music because I, I just that's what keeps me alive, you know. Yeah. Um, not just um, you know financially, but spiritually yes. too. Yeah. I mean, I love getting on stage, and 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 I and I really respect my audience. You know, I I know for a fact that I can't do it without them. You know, we sure. we're in it together. You know, it's yes. a community thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm playing the music. I'm singing the songs, but. Without you, I'm nothing, really. You're be <laughs> so you're grateful for that. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. and, and we're grateful to exactly. have the, the tunes to listen to. I, um, I was just looking back at one of my records. I think it was a Scorcher record, which is a compilation uh, yeah. record. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some skyhooks on that. Um, and there was also some Daddy Cool, and it might be Come Back Again, that was on there. <laughs> um, but I, my, my 80s was really Mondo Rock for me. So yeah, Mondo Rock, yeah. State yeah. of the Heart, Come Said the Ball. Uh, These particular. girls are a bit younger than I am, Ross, excuse me. <laughs> oh, we're so young. Um, but Come Said the Boy had a really interesting time. Um, I was just wondering if you could take us back to the time when they were talking about banning it. Um, That's right, it was controversial. It seemed to be controversial. Station, yeah, one big station, which is 2SM, the big, they were the biggest pop station in Sydney at the time. And SM stands for St. Mary because little oh. people know that. The few people yeah. knew that the Catholic Church owned that station, right? Ah, so, that explains everything. So uh-huh. It doesn't hear. <laughs> apparently, a bishop was like driving to, you know, across the bridge or something, heard it on the radio and said, That's shocking. You know, we don't play that oh, kind of music. Yeah, yeah just it's graceful. Oh, going, Wait a minute. It's like, Mary's. Well, number one, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> and, um, and you don't know, take it off. But the upside of that is. That it's actually always good to get banned a bit because then you can yes. go, oh, I'm banned. I must go out. And exactly, get it's like anything. <laughs> yeah, the forbidden fruit. <laughs> Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah love it. A little bit. Rock and rolls are back. Like a bit of control. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice bit of history. I learned that with, um, yeah. when I was producing Skyhooks and we we, did, we put out the um, Living the Seventies album. And one of the things with them was I didn't want them to get censored at all. And I said to the record company, "You've got to let me record them the way they are. Don't try to water them down." You know, yes. the consequence of that was, yeah, they had a number one single with horror movie, about, I think, uh, six or five or six of the rest of the album tracks were banned up for re- you know, commercial airplay. So <laughs> right. everybody had to go buy the album to hear those songs, you know. But those songs were very important, you know, because yes, they, yes. The, um, the way they sang, sang about the society around them and, you know, exactly. and Australian society was very important. So, they, they, you know, yeah, we had come the boy, they had... They, you know, earlier than they had, um, I just like it because I've been there. <laughs> yes, like because exactly. I've been yes. Yeah, you know, like, you know, this is all kind of... <laughs> well, they played that at our school dance yeah. many years yeah. ago when they were their final year at school and I don't think some of the nuns were too thrilled with that one. And, yeah, um, it's, good. Yes. it's good, yeah, to keep, keep people on their toes. <laughs> you know. That is so funny. Oh, well, I'm surprised they knew what it all meant, you know. So there you yeah. go. Um, hey, Ross, obviously... Cause well, I'll give you a good... Uh, uh, you know, kids... They hear what they want to hear. So That's because right. Because kids, 
kids are not like wise to the rest of the world. Now, a woman came up to me uh, not that long ago. She said, when I first heard um, Come Said the Boy, I was only like nine years old, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, for many, for quite a long time, I thought it was... So there's a line in the song, she was... Um, he had turned 17 or she was... Then. That's yes. right. She, he had turned she 17. She was much older then. She had turned 17, That's right? Yeah. right? Yeah. And she thought it was... She was much older then. She had her second teeth. Because <laughs> <laughs> that made sense to her. Because she was nine. Oh, oh my was hilarious. Oh, dear. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I love it. Uh, Ross, you've obviously see, seen a lot of changes in the Australian, you know, rock industry oh, yeah. over the over the years. What what What's your take on it, you know, now, I guess? And, and are there things that you feel are going really well? Are there some nice changes you've seen? How do you feel well, about that? Well, it's a bit that? harder to navigate when you've been used to, you know, you've got to move with the times and everything. Mm. Of course, now the, the biggest uh, generator of... Um, of royalties for recording artists is streaming, like Spotify and yeah. the many other people that do it as well. Uh, it's not like putting a you know a little round disc in a store where mm. people go and buy mm. it. So the potential is you can actually reach many more and more people. But you, uh, the, the thing is, like getting them to hear it is a bit harder. Yes. Um, and when I was like really, you know, um, doing very well, uh, we'll say with Mondo Rock. You had a, a a circle that involved making a record, uh, writing a song, making a record. It gets released. You go on countdown. Yes. Everybody used to watch countdown. Sunday evening, the whole of Melbourne, uh, of Australia, but it's national, yeah. would stop. And if your record didn't make the chart somewhere the following week, you knew it wasn't going to happen. No. Yeah. Marvelous no. Molly. We can thank you yeah. for that, can't we? That's <laughs> right. But we don't sort of have that anymore. I no, mean, I really, sadly. I really... I'm annoyed with television for not having some kind of youth There's nothing music um, show because it's mm. very important, you know, helps complete the wheel. You know? Exactly. And then you're yeah. not just, just um, uh, uh, the people who are like doing the best job um, is, uh, is uh, like uh, Triple J Unearthed. Yes. Yeah. Mm. You know, they allow people to put their music on there and, and then the pundits can hear it and it's, and it's national. So they're still doing yes. that same mm. thing. Because part of the ABC, you know, you get a lot of this stuff in the media, right-wing media saying, oh, the ABC, we've got to shut them down, you know. They're criticizing <laughs> no, too much. Oh, and I go, well, like, you know, their whole cultural agenda of the ABC is to promote Australian culture. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, um, and have Australian news. And that is the whole thing. It's about Australia. So it's a national... Uh, media outlet and uh, I'm very grateful for it and I'm sure that there's that I know for a fact there are many many young um, acts who are just love the fact that you know J- Triple J Unearthed is there and they can get their music heard and a lot of them have gone on to better things you know sure, exactly. bigger things so that's still happening that's good yeah, yeah that is it good is. thank goodness for that we love it and also I was going to ask you have you got a secret in terms of how you keep um, match fit for performing because um, you're not a spring chicken shall I put it kindly <laughs> but, um, but uh, you're looking well, pretty you're looking pretty ooh, good from what I can see from the photos kidding, isn't isn't she? Okay. Well, I, no, I'm prepared <laughs> to admit I'm, no, I'm not either so, <laughs> but I'm not performing like you are <laughs> now I go to the gym I have a personal guy I've been seeing for like over 10 years now and when I'm in town, it's twice a week I go along, and I I do things like lift heavy weights, oh, wow. yeah, all that kind of great. stuff. Because you, when you're my age, which is uh, elderly, as <laughs> I didn't age, say yeah. that. I didn't say that. <laughs> You've got to keep all your bones nice, wise, and fit. yeah, yeah. And also, I was I was one of the first 
guys amongst the uh, the rock, uh, you know, generation to get a about it was about eight years ago. I got a hip replacement. Oh, did you? One of my, yeah, got to work out a bit. And uh, now you've got. Um, and then I started getting phone calls. So it's like Russell Morris. I'm like, man, I think my hip. What do you to do? What do you do? And so he goes to get one, right? And Jimmy Barnes has got some work on his back, hasn't he? And then the latest one, I got a call like a month ago from Jimmy Barnes. and goes, I got to go get my hip. <laughs> oh dear! Just do exactly what they tell you. You know, yep. like, yes. Do your exercise. You'll be back. It takes only it takes six weeks, and you're back on stage, and you're feeling much much better than you were before you went on. Good on you. Well, it's yeah, an occupation right. has, isn't it, for you guys, just jumping all over the place, and yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I go, now we're all members of the Neo-Hip Club. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very special club. It is uh, a very special club. And the other one was uh, Richard Clapton. I got a call from him. Like oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so they've all had it. We've all had it done. Like, I mean, I just thank, thank uh, the Lord for... Um, the modern medicine, you know, yes. because that, you know, we would all be in wheelchairs if it wasn't for that. Yeah, well, exactly. Too exactly. many stage hip swivels, maybe. That's, and, uh, that's yes, and, and too much jumping to the mosh pit and goodness knows what else. <laughs> yes, all that. But so it's got, it's, it's a reasonably, um, a reasonably self-disciplined lifestyle these days, I, I gather, is it? Or was it always, should I ask? <laughs> What's that? Sorry. And just in terms of self-disciplined lifestyle, were you, were you a wild man? I didn't hear many stories oh, no, of you I'm being a wild more, man. I'm much more... <laughs> disciplined at the moment like for instance i never ever drink before i go and perform mm-hmm. i mean i like to have a glass of wine and all the rest sure. you know, yeah. but but never before i perform because it i like to be totally in in you know just concentrating on what's going on yes watching the audience communicating with the audience communicating with my band sure. and I, I find it just gets in the way you know yes. so I, I don't yes. do that you know. and um, so, yeah, yeah. A bit of discipline, yeah and yeah. go to the gym of course, and a, and a good diet because Nicole's nutritionist. I'm sure that she can give you some tips if you're interested. So. Oh, we might want Your omega three will be very important for those hips. <laughs> That's right. Well, well, I don't have to. You know, the, the other hips are okay. I don't. There's no wrong with that one. Yeah. Oh, good. That's great. So. So, Ross, also, we just want to make sure everyone knows it's the Summer District Live uh, at the... Oh, that's right. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah that's right. Just remember where you will be now on the yes, 7th. So Saturday, yeah. the 21st of January. That's you. That is yeah, you. At Docklands and District, yep. the district. What yep. time is the kickoff, Ross? Do you know? I'm not sure, but it's an afternoon show. So oh, so it's family friendly. Yeah, yeah, I haven't got that detail here either, but look, people can just check it out. Jump on the website. Yeah. and uh, But yeah. do not miss it. It's going to be absolutely fantastic and uh, a, a great uh, sort of reflection down old memory lane for some of the people <laughs> yeah. and some of the songs, but it'll, it'll be well, just I, amazing. That's it, um, it starts at 2 p.m. Okay. okay, great. And it goes till 8 p.m. So I imagine I'll be on from like 7 to 8 or something like that, you know. Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. And because it's daylight saving time, it'll still be light. It'll yeah. be so light. It's, it's make a whole day of it, you know. And it's open and air, isn't friendly. it? Um, if the weather's going to be reasonable, we've got our fingers crossed. I think it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. open yeah. air. Yeah. 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 Nothing like live music live in music the summertime. In Melbourne, in the summertime. Yeah. And it's free. Exactly. To get along it, to that And making up for all those uh, that, that COVID lockdown that a lot of artists are, are put up with too. So that's great. Flat out now, flat out. Ah, yeah, right. Not enough time. Out, everyone's having a good time. <laughs> I know, exactly. as we should be. Great to speak with you, Ross. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. And all the best oh. for the festive season. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. And, and Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Merry yeah. Christmas. Thanks a lot, Ross. Too. Same to you. Take care and thanks for speaking with us. Thank you. You're on Bye-bye. 94.1 FM, 3WBC. This is Big Life Conversation with Barbara, Nicole and Jacinta. 
Oldie but a goodie, Come Said the Boy, digitally remastered by Mondo Rock. Before that, we had the wonderful Ross Wilson, and even before that, another of his tunes from Daddy Cool, Come Back Again. Uh, Lovely to speak with Ross Wilson in his fantastic show coming up, District Live. Um, Wonderful January, hottest live music and entertainment at Docklands from the 7th to the 28th of January, and he's going to be playing on the 21st of January. And you're on Big Live conversation with Jacinta, Barbara and Nicole and we're with you until six o'clock today. This is our final show for the year. So we're having for a bit the of a year. celebration. We will be back. We're going to be back in 2023. For the year, we'll be back in February as we always are. That's so right. We've got lots of little tidbits to share with you. We have. Can I just say yes, before yes. Barbara shares her lovely birthday list, just back on that district uh, Docklands district live show, mm. um, not only is uh, the wonderful Ross Wilson going to be appearing, but it goes from the 7th of January to the 28th of January. So so just check it out. Get online. You can, um, there's, uh, oh, I think you can just Google it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, City of Melbourne, the District Docklands, you can also just Google that and you can find out what's on and where it's on. But if you are a fan also, the diversity I'm trying to tell you about here, people, <laughs> DJ Murray Cook, Acker, the original Red Wiggle. wiggle. Wow. Uh, well, also the, <laughs> I'm do this with my fingers. Yes, all the wiggles. <laughs> so, but it's going to be wonderful. Open air, live music. And did we mention it's free? It's free. Mm. Yes, which is even more of a more of a draw card. That's fantastic. It is so beautiful. get on and get some great exactly. rock and roll into you this make summer. up for lost time that you have, you know, we all experienced um, with the dreaded bug. And speaking of the dreaded bug, it's still around, guys. And so don't get too complacent. The good thing about this concert, these concerts, they are outdoors. They are, and that makes a big difference, doesn't it, Nicole? As and so are. does the vitamin D when the sun is shining. Yes. So Yay. that's also going to help our immunity exactly. too. But yes, outdoors always that's good. Right. But please. Um, if you can, uh, if you're in close proximity to people, wear a mask. Um, I'm wearing one still. Um, as far as I know, I haven't had the bug. Um, but um, anyway, I know a lot of people who have suddenly come down with it who thought they had escaped after three years. It's yes. uh, doing the rounds. So wishing everyone a very uh, not-so-happy Christmas. So please be careful and sanitise. And, yeah, just um, just uh, remember this is with us for quite some time, sad to say. Um, and don't forget your antivirals too if you do happen to get um, struck by it. And if you're eligible for them, not everyone is. They're very expensive if you're not eligible, but they're very inexpensive if you are eligible. Yeah. yeah so. I heard that, Bob. I only found that out last week yep. that apparently they're very expensive. If, but, unless you have um, many, um, you've got to have medical conditions or right. yeah, you're not a certain older person. But um, yeah, the the say, if you can avoid it, avoid the whole thing, of course, that's uh, the best thing. A prevention is better than cure, as they say. Yeah. But on a lighter note, just want to mention some birthdays, if Ooh, I may. Yes, please. Clear. Thank you. Um, and they include um, uh, the late great Edith Piaf, who's actually, it would have been her birthday today. Wow. The Little Sparrow, as they called her, uh, the French singer. Uh, also, Billy Bragg's birthday is around now. Uh, while we're um, on in recess, Annie Lennox is having a birthday very soon. I love, big fan of Annie Lennox. Me too. Mix. I love the Eurythmics. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and the, the Gibb brothers are those twins, Morris and um, Robin. Sadly, no longer with us, um, but uh, they have birthdays around this ah. time as well. Um, also, I'd like to send birthday cheers to my friend Cheryl's daughter, Kelly, who is celebrating her birthday on Boxing Day. Um, so, and we, th- we feel for some of these people who have a birthday close to Christmas, but luckily she has a, a sensitive family who gives her separate gifts um, for Christmas and, uh, and Boxing Day. So, uh, yeah, yeah. but happy birthday to all you um, Sagittarians slash Capricorns too. Yes. Um, can I mention, it's not a birthday, but it's sort of a, a, a an anniversary day in a yes. way. Uh, a month, I a month 
and three days ago, my very first grandchild was born. <gasps> And we did announce it on air. Yeah, I know. Yes. Well, very is, exciting. I'm going to tell you, he is the most beautiful little thing I've ever set eyes on. Oh, um, and my, we, we were talking um, at a Christmas of, um, event yesterday about how people are using different names instead of uh, Grandma, <laughs> Nana, whatever. Oh, yes. Poppy. And, and how cool are you? And yes, Sorry, well, I think what are you cool. rocking? Well, I, th- there was one that I heard. Someone <laughs> told me that her mum is called Gigi. Um, oh, wow. So, Grandma Jenny. Oh, so yes. So, Gigi. And my grandparent name is Mama J. Or oh, MJ. Funky, isn't it? It's very funky. It's very you. And because yes, I just Mama can't Jay. do the Nana thing, and I, I'm going the Mama J. So if he, <laughs> he's got to wrap his lips around that at some stage, that name, or he can just call me MJ. So there. But his <laughs> name right. is the most beautiful name. Um, of course, I was speaking about my um, dearly departed husband a while back, Charles. And before Charles died, of course, um, and we didn't know that was, uh, you know, it was very unexpected. But they, the parents to be asked us if we wouldn't mind their son being called Charlie. Um, and because, you know, Charles was really looking forward to becoming a grandfather yes. and bought every present under the sun for of that course. darling grandchild. And he would have absolutely loved it. But it's so lovely that he's got a little namesake and he's the most beautiful little thing. They had him dressed up in a little Santa suit yesterday <laughs> with a hat and everything. First I didn't Christmas. get a photo, so but so I'm excited. To, but it is exciting. It's so lovely. So he's, yeah, a month and three days. Oh, believe it. Wow. And I was thinking, and uh, darling Charles, he was such a funny man. And he I thought, was. did you tell the story about what he wanted to be called? Can you tell the listeners that story? Yeah, we, we, we were talking one day about, you know, <laughs> being called Grandma or, or Pa or whatever it might be. And I said, I'm going to be Mama Jay. I said, what are you going to be, darling? What do you want to be called? And he said, I will be called Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Call me sir. Yeah, sir. Yeah, he or she or whoever it is. Now, mind you, Charles was trying to be funny. I did actually pass hilarious. the story on to someone who looked at me, at me rather blankly and I said he was kidding. He was, yeah. <laughs> it was a yes. crazy sense of humour. Yes, exactly. And I think Mama J is going to be easy to get off the lips. Mm. Than sir, I think so. I think S is harder to say. So you were going to win, always yeah, going to win in that so. stakes because Mama, Mama and Dada, Dada, I think that would. I think yes. Dad is actually easy to say, and that's that, why apparently that was my first word. So it's funny. Yes, Dada versus Mama, but yeah, I think you'll you'd be doing well there as well. And so to all the wonderful grandparents out there. Good on you. You do a great job. I've been babysitting more times than I thought I would have in a month and I'm loving it. I'm absolutely fine with oh, it. He is good. such a gorgeous little companion. Just sit there. It makes me sit down and watch TV and have a rest because he lies there on the little pillow next mm-hmm. to me and has a little snooze. It's wonderful. Oh, it's just divine. Yeah. And they just say, smell beautiful. They, oh, do. they do. Most of the time. They do. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> not so much. Well, not being a – of course, uh, Nicole, you've got kids and that's something you can afford to go to possibly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I haven't got kids but I think that the grandparent roles sounds a little little bit like the auntie role because you get yes. the fun part. You do. And you can get to give them back. Yeah, you know, I love the a little, part. Part. a little bit irritating. Yes, the I like an auntie the auntie too. Too. part too. Yes. Yes. It's like yes. back to your parents now. That's right. We've lovely. done our thing. Yes. Yeah. You've had I get our my fix <laughs> that way because I've got nieces that are um, all grown up yes. Uh, yes. in their 20s. Uh, but uh, speaking of Christmases and first Christmases oh, and Christmas photos with cute babies, my babies aren't so little and cute anymore. But they're still cute. Let me say they're still cute. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, boys out there if you're listening. In. Um, so they had a, a photo with Santa on the oh. weekend when we travelled uh, to one of the shopping centres. Uh, still very happy to have their photo taken with Santa, even though one of them is taller than Santa. <laughs> oh, um, really? Santa was very compliant, but they got us to do like kooky photos as well, you know, ones with reindeer hands. Oh, no, yes, and, yes. you know, there's those little comments that you can have, you know, yes. being naughty or nice, and they all Pointed to Miles. Oh. Um, you know. So we're getting the spirit. So we had a bit of fun with that as well. Oh, and that's so lovely to do. Actually, speaking of Santa, I read an article a few weeks ago recommending that Santa, in fact, slims down a little bit. And it's not really a great idea for Santa to be wandering around with such a big no, belly. He's not a good role to, model from that point and, of view. And, and I true. thought about it and I thought, oh, no, now ratio. we're attacking Santa for – I mean, traditionally he's always been a big fella. Right? Well, yeah, I think so, that was a Coca-Cola thing that actually all those years ago they, yes. they embraced that, coat, that girth. Or his the girth big hip ratio. Face and all that. Yes. <laughs> I, it's, he sort of steered away from the St. Nicholas, yes. um, which I think was a bit more austere and, um, yeah, a bit more – perhaps a bit more serious. This is all a bit – a bit wild, a bit dickened and debauchery Santa sort of took over. I know, but they, I mean, they do have a point, though. Yes, really? Mm, I, I mean, it's agree. like, you know, not too much of don't that Christmas pudding. Don't mm. overdo it. Get no. out, Santa, and get some exercise yes. as well. Do some walking exactly. and trim down, look after yourself. Hey? There is there is that too. Mm. Uh, it is eight minutes past five o'clock. We'll have our next guest, the wonderful Dr. Jess, coming up talking all things cinema and screen oh, for Christmas. Yes. But before we do, there's been a little game that uh, people in my household have been quite attached to over the <laughs> last few weeks, a little game called the World Cup. Oh, uh, it comes yes. every four years. <laughs> yes. And thank yes. goodness I have a very tired unit at my house that decided <laughs> to stay up and have caught up after penalty kick and penalty oh, kick and penalty kick. Argentina was the winner. Sorry for yes. that. It's actually France. a spoiler for anyone yes. who hasn't watched it yet. Yeah. Um, but the shovel had a little take on uh, said location of uh, the World uh, Cup, which has been a bit controversial. It has been. Very controversial, mm. really. Very expensive mm. undertaking. Oh, yeah. mm. So I thought I'd I'd share this funny little one with you. And, uh, again, satirical uh, website, The Shovel, that we love to hear about, but not the views of the program. Necessarily. Um, this is called, not necessarily. Maybe. That's right. Maybe. Potentially. <laughs> so, yes. uh, so here, on bases here. <laughs> here this article is titled, There are eight hardly used soccer stadiums for sale on Gumtree. Uh. Um, Gumtree listing from Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad Al Thani is asking for other others for an eight for eight international grade soccer stadiums. Um, according to the listing, he the original. Sorry, according to the listing, the original cost was $8 billion plus 6,500 lives. But he's uh, open to offers. Um, wow. He said, I have eight largish soccer stadiums that I no longer need. Very good condition. Only used once or twice each. Had intended to use these for longer, but then remembered I live in a country with a population of less than Greater Brisbane. Originally cost $8 billion plus 6,500 lives, but open to offers. Many uses, um, many uses, are perfect if you have awarded the rights to hold a major international sporting tournament, but um, inexplicably don't have any uh, 
exiting uh, existing infrastructure and also be suitable for concerts, conventions or public floggings. Um, There are a few bloodstains on some of the grandstands from uh, when they were originally assembled, but everything else has been whitewashed and it's no longer visible. All rainbows have been removed because they terrify me. Buy a two dismantle or I can recommend dismantling uh, service for 30 cents an hour. Um, No time wasters, um, please. Payment via paper bag transfer, Please note one stadium looks like a part of the female anatomy. <gasps> oh dear! Wow. Um, there, there's mm. some some really unpalatable truths in mm. some of that as well. <laughs> I'm afraid so. Go the shovel; it really can <laughs> dig the knife in. It, it can dig the knife in, indeed. Um, hey, could I just put a quick word in before we go to a break about something? I know Jess is coming up to talk about um, you know, all things streaming and cinema mm. and all that mm. sort of stuff. Um, but one thing that I wanted to do a big shout out to a wonderful comedy on the ABC, which I've always enjoyed. And this year, when I've been looking, you know, in the last few months, looking for something a little bit light to mm-hmm. watch, yes. it's one that I've really gravitated to. And it is the magnificent uh, comedy on the ABC called Fisk. Yes. Um, Love Kitty it. Flanagan. Season two. Season two. Is season three coming up? Yes, season three oh, is good, in gosh, the works. Gosh. And, um, and, we have just – I've just binged the whole of season yes, two. Yes, it's hilarious. But <laughs> Kim Flanagan is amazing. She's and great. She, she's the gruff that, protagonist. Um, and she's kind of written she's, a lot of it, hasn't she, as well? She, well, yeah. well, the writers, in fact, are – and these are well known to us too – Robin Butler, wife and husband and wife duo. Wayne Hope. Robin Wayne Butler Hope. and Wayne yeah, Hope. Mm. So the librarians up at Middle Bogan and that art. Uh, summer eight, Love. Eight Summer Love part series. So that as well. But, you know, she is so amazing, Kitty Flanagan, and, and carries off this character so beautifully. <laughs> so she's a grumpy lawyer. Uh, post-divorce desperation takes a, a job with a sort of a bland suburban solicitor um, <laughs> and a group, and they specialise in mills and probate. So it's really very funny. And she has a uniform that she wears, which is a say... very oversized, <laughs> really brown horrible brown-coloured um, lo- long pants that are too big for it. No costume design required. No, no. <laughs> very cheap on the old costume. That was quite an ingenious little trick, though, wasn't just it? Just amazing. And it, it's it's brilliant Australian it comedy. It is. And my very partner, clever writing. Who's, with all due respect to, to Joseph, he's not, um, he appreciates uh, other people's fashions, but not really a, as we say, clothes horse. But even he commented on this awful looking suit. And I said, gosh, it must be bad for Joseph not to sew it. Yes. So it all, all um, credit to to Kitty Flanagan, the rest of the cast are amazing as well. Your sister's um, involved with it too, in co-producing or something. Yes, but anyway, it's a bit of a family and affair. And also, the wonderful, um, the other solicitor is um, 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 Julia Zamiro. Julia Zamiro and, and Mark Downey. Amazing. Another cameo oh, appearances. Colin Lane was in the other yeah, day. Um, it's, it's stunning. Yeah, Shane Bourne. It's, it's a line of a great Australian talent. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. So we can't wait for the next series. I thank you for Fisk, everybody. And the writers, please keep it coming. Keep it coming. It's wonderful show and uh, thoroughly enjoy it and that brown suit. (laughs) Uh, We're just going to have a a couple of little uh, commercials and we will be back with a bit of a tune and uh, a wonderful Dr Jess who will be talking all things cinema and screen. Back with you in just a moment. You're on Big Love Conversation with Jacinta, Barbara and Nicole. And it's 13 minutes past five. Thank you.
And that's Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader, a nice positive one for the last show for the year for us. You're on Big Life Conversation with Jacinta, Barbara and Nicole. It is 20 minutes past five o'clock and we have our wonderful second guest, friend of the show, regular uh, on the show, Dr Jess Belangzataghi, a senior lecturer in cinema and screen studies who also has a PhD in school. Green and Culture Studies. Welcome to the show, Jess. Thanks for coming to our last show. Oh, thanks for having me. Very exciting to be here in the last show just before Christmas. Oh, yes, know. a very timely too, Jess Jacinta here. Great to to hear your voice again. And we're really looking forward to some of your um, important considerations for us oh. today. <laughs> Have you got some horror movies, Jess? As I was about here. to say, don't worry, Jacinta. There's, oh, actually, let me just... Oh, you probably have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's absolutely nothing on my list today. Actually, no, sorry, I shouldn't. There, there's one that maybe leans even a little tiny bit towards that darker space, but oh. I won't. That won't be one of my primary That's <laughs> primary okay. um, new releases to talk about because I, I um, have done this before. But I love to do a little festive wrap up of screening public screenings around Melbourne because we're so lucky to live in Melbourne where. Um, cinemas do specialty kind of retro screenings of yes. all sorts of festive favourites. Mm, yeah. um, so Lovely. perhaps I can start by uh, talking about a couple of those that are running around town. Ooh, for yes. sure. Um, so the Cinema Nova in Carlton um, has got the Muppet Christmas Carol, so <laughs> anniversary screening. Oh, gosh, I um, love that. Me too. It is one of my absolute favourite Christmas movies. So that's uh, December the 21st, and if I can wrangle it, I think I will be there. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't want to miss an excuse, an opportunity to see that on the big screen, so I usually watch it every Christmas anyway. Yeah. Um, and then December 23rd and 22nd, they are playing Die Hard and Die Hard 2, of Die Harder. <laughs> oh, my God. What a combo. <laughs> I completely forgot the sequel was called Die Hard 2, Die Harder, which is... <laughs> A lot of thought went into that. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very creative. Um, and I've actually already seen Die Hard uh, this festive season at Lido in Hawthorne. They had a special rooftop oh. screen this movie. Controversial Christmas uh, classic, but definitely has been kind of reclaimed in recent years as a, as a Christmas favourite. <laughs> Um, and also at Cinema Nova on the 23rd and, and 24th, they're playing uh, Love Actually. Yes. Oh, again. It's been on TV already. so many times in the past yes. week or two. It we've, has. We've, we've done that. We've yeah. ticked the box there, but we, um, <laughs> yeah. we've gone to Elf. Oh, as well, yes, but elf. we haven't. We forgot about Die Hard, so that's a good one. And the Muppet one, of course, can't forget that one. Yes, yes. So, uh, have you watched Elf at one of the screenings around town? No, this is, this is home based. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've unfortunately already watched Elf this year as well, which is a shame <laughs> because tomorrow they're showing it at the Moonlight Cinemas in oh, Melbourne. So that would have been very fun. Yes. Um, and they're also showing Die Hard on Wednesday night <laughs> and Love Actually on Thursday night. So some of these movies are getting quite a run around town. Yeah. Um, and Lido Cinemas has also had a Christmas um, retro season. As I said, I saw Die Hard there a couple of... Uh, actually, no, that was last week. I saw Die Hard. Um, so one of the Christmas favourites they're playing at Lido, which is very curious, and this is my only slightly horror-esque mention of 
today. Um, <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut, the Stanley Kubrick movie oh, from 1999. Yeah. Almost yeah. horror, yes, for yeah. a different <laughs> reason. Not one of the not Tom's and Nicole's best efforts, or no, maybe not one of Stanley's no. either. No. No. Mm. no, I mean, it's a very strange movie for those who haven't seen it. Stanley Kubrick's last film, mm. this kind of erotic, Supposedly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, with very odd uh, chemistry between Tom and Nicole. Mm. Yes. Um, and that kind of, at the time this movie was released, that's what swamped all of the reviews and yes. the commentary around I it, I that. suppose. But it is actually set at Christmas time. So I guess this is why... <laughs> I've forgotten that. Taking, yes. Yes. Um, so this movie about kind of strange satanic cults and yes. rituals is, yeah, is apparently a Christmas movie. Um, and they're also showing um, Tokyo Godfathers, which is a Japanese anime film, kind of a drama adventure film set at Christmas as well. So oh. they've got a, quite an eclectic mix there mm, <laughs> at yeah, Astor. Indeed. Oh, sorry, that's Lido in Hawthorne. Yeah. And Astor, the, the, that great um, uh, vintage... Uh, single screen cinema mm-hmm. in Windsor is also playing a bunch of Christmas favourites. They're also playing Love Actually on the 22nd, uh, paired with Bridget Jones' Diary, because we have these double features. Uh, and then the 23rd, they're playing Elf as well with Batman Returns, which is a very interesting wow. combo. That mm. is an interesting <laughs> combo. Yes, I'm kind of curious about that one as well. And then on Boxing Day, they are showing It's a Wonderful Life. I was about to say, they have to have that somewhere in the mix, don't they? Yes. So that's that classic Frank Capra film, which also was showing, I believe, for free at Fed Square um, a couple of nights ago. Oh, okay. But unfortunately, you missed that one if you wanted to go see it for free at Fed Square. Um, And they're doing... Die Hard and Home Alone on Boxing Day as well. So, so many cinemas getting in on the festive action, which is very cool. And nice to do it out, outside of your home. I know sometimes you the know you screen. have access to a lot of these movies, but the big screen makes it a really nice experience and can mm, take everyone absolutely. along, and especially those beautiful older cinemas. Um, Astor I haven't been to for a while, but I just love going there. Such mm. a beautiful big uh, cinema, and just um, and just the environment. You know, people sort of participate and interact in certain. Um, cinemas as well when you put some of those ones on that we know everyone knows the storyline, we know the characters. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so it's quite And nice. it's a good excuse to get a big box of popcorn <laughs> or, a, or a choc yeah. Or a choc <laughs> Maybe <Yes>. both. <laughs> absolutely, or a wine and a wine oh, to go with it, talking. which Definitely. luckily yeah. most cinemas do these days. Yes, <laughs> yes well that, that's partly why I'm keen to go see Muppet Christmas Carol in a couple of days' time, because I've seen it 48 million times. <laughs> but, but I know that so many others in the audience will have seen it as many times. So it's that those spontaneous reactions and collective responses from the crowd that yes. make, make it, it so does. special, I think. Yeah, it does. They do. Um, that sounds great. And, so, and I've also got it. There's a couple of new Christmas releases um, that I was going to talk about as well if mm. we have time. Yeah. Sure. Um, so the first of these is... Spirited, which is a one in a very long line of creative reimaginings of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Oh, that's Christmas right. Christmas Carol is obviously one of these as well. Yes. So this, yeah, it's kind of a satire as well as an adaptation of this very well-known story mm-hmm. um, starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Nice. Um, and it's on the streaming service Apple TV Plus that so was released on Apple TV Plus at the end of November. Yes. Um, 
I've tried to watch that, Jess. Oh, have you? That's yeah. Interesting. And, so, and you say tried, so yeah. that's... Is Will Ferrell on. annoying? What it's, happened? It's just not good. Oh. <laughs> Is it Will Ferrell who's the I, problem? I don't mean to, to be a downer, but... Um, there's something, something's off and I can't quite put my finger oh, on it. So I'd love to get a different perspective because I couldn't finish it. You, how far did you get in? I think I tried and then, and I don't, I finish everything. So <laughs> this is kind of a world first for me. Um, oh, that, it must have been a strong negative reaction then. Yes, <laughs> and from the whole family. So, um, oh, so I, I think maybe it was, maybe I had an hour, half an hour in. So Okay, that's a solid try. <laughs> it is, but I, maybe it was me or maybe it was the streaming service. I don't know. <laughs> but it wasn't Will Ferrell because some people love him, some people loathe him. I think. Well, so. it, it's it's a it's it's tries to be a tongue-in-cheek musical. Oh, okay. Yes. And um, yeah, that, that can be a bit that fraught. wasn't a hit in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because there are musical fans in your household, Nicole? I think it might have been because they're not musical fans. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. I am a musical fan, mm. and whilst I could see the humour in it, it just wasn't hitting the mark but I would I would love to like it looked like it was going to and I had lots of it had lots of promise so I'm going to give it another try don't don't take my word for it everyone out there but um well uh, no that's a very interesting response because you're not the only person uh, I've talked to who had that kind uh, of reaction okay it, it, it's an interesting I think it's a, it's an experiment it is um, it, it, that's a, what it kind looks, of feels like too yeah <laughs> one that's uh, failing <laughs> well I mean it, to be honest it didn't fail for me I, it, oh, okay. it is the beginning is flat that is the that beginning is flat yes yes the beginning is very flat it's a strange performance from will Ferrell because he's usually very over the top. I yes. know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but mm. I have a soft spot for Will Ferrell. Um, but in this movie, he, especially in the first third, he is quite flat and muted, um, which can read as though he's not trying very hard. Mm. <laughs> but um, I, I think it, it does settle into a groove eventually. It's, it's also quite convoluted. So the plot is quite convoluted to explain, but basically... The story takes place in the modern day where the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future that we've come to know and love from Christmas, A Christmas Carol. So they're kind of employees of this major corporation and they have this annual task of choosing and helping one very flawed human <laughs> to um, redeem themselves in time for Christmas. So Will oh, okay. Ferrell is playing the ghost of Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a twist later in the film that okay. reveals more about his character, which kind of makes it slightly more interesting. Okay. I don't know if okay. Nicole would have got that far yet. No. So you think it's <laughs> worth persisting? Is that what you're saying, Jess? It does really pick up in the second half. Okay. Um, so, And the combo between Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, again, it takes a while to get into a groove, but it also picks up in the second half. So okay. um, Ryan Reynolds is playing the, the human that's selected for this kind of supernatural redeeming process. Mm-hmm. Um, he's this very selfish and materialistic social media consultant. Um, I can't imagine and, that character was creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Needs redeeming. Um, and it, it's kind of very bright and poppy. As Nicole says, it's, it's, I think the problem with it is it, it's hard to tell if it's really going for it and, and, and being a, um, um, uh, in the musical genre or whether mm-hmm. it's kind of satirising musicals. Oh, okay. I, I thought so, it was trying mm-hmm. to satirise it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you you left not sure. I think that's it's a bit muddled in some yes. ways by the sound of it. Yeah, the definitely. Focus. I mm. think yeah, I think that because it's got issues with runtime too. It's much longer than you would expect of this type of light, fluffy Christmas film. It's over two hours long, and probably feels longer. <laughs> but I think that's partly the, the the experiment they're trying with this comedy musical satire oh, hybrid okay. because the the songs tend to be quite short. And they clearly do, they've done that because they're trying to pack in lots of plot oh and um, a lot of songs in um, an, a vaguely acceptable feature-length runtime. So yeah. it's interesting in terms of streaming services and the fact that they can play fast and loose with movie runtime expectations. I will admit I did check my watch quite a few times, <laughs> thinking like, where where are we going with this? Like, how long is this movie? How are they starting another song? Shouldn't we be wrapping this up by now? Oh, right. um, but I actually did get swept up in it eventually. There's a, a great song and dance number in the middle of the film called Good Afternoon. Mm-hmm. I don't think... It sounds like Nicole hasn't got that far yet, mm-hmm. but that's where it, it really does kind of turn around. That's performed as such gusto. It's kind of impossible not to get swept up in it. And um, okay. I found by the end, I was really kind of touched by it <laughs> but um it, it 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 is a strange one that's for sure so i don't think it's going to please everyone which is kind of <laughs> ironic given i think with this being a musical but also making fun of musicals it's, it is trying to please everyone mm, sounds like it. yeah yeah. Uh, yeah so yes it, i mean i think the christmas film is actually very hard to nail that's why all these movies these cinemas around it town are playing them 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. I yes. think so. Mm. And it, yeah, and Christmas has changed a lot in the last mm. few years because of our lockdowns and, and what have you as well. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for that too, Jess. And what else can uh, you recommend or what else are you th- wanting to say or whatever? <laughs> well, after that slightly controversial one, <laughs> another one which I don't actually endorse full like wholeheartedly, but is it also intriguing maybe for the streaming service experiment factor this one is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, <laughs> I saw that one too. Yeah, you've watched that one as well. Mm-hmm. Has that got a good yeah. soundtrack? Like the other ones have had? Yeah, I think a little try hardy. Oh, okay. And, and yes, not quite hitting the mark, but um, you know, it, it, it was it was watchable and short. Watchable, yes. It, it's definitely they're <laughs> trying to um, sell the album. I think. At the oh, same right. Time. There's, yeah. there's a lot of original songs in this one. Yeah. So this is also kind of a musical. And it is as light and fluffy as they come. Yeah. Um, it, so it's, it's short. It's not feature length. So yeah. it's got that over-spirited. Yes. Um, and it's a really old-fashioned kind of holiday special in the manner of the infamous kind of Star Wars holiday special. Um, <laughs> so this was a TV special that aired in the 70s. Um, and it's infamous because it was so poorly received that it was never rebroadcast or released on home video or anything. So it's kind of the Star Wars... Holiday specials become a subject of myth and legend um, to the point that there's an underground black market around like selling bootleg copies of, of this TV special. Oh, so I think okay, Guardians wow. of the Galaxy, yes, I know, it's quite fascinating. And it's fascinating that Disney Plus hasn't taken the opportunity to kind of re release it because I feel like it would get a lot of air a few times, a lot of views. So um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is kind of nostalgically following in that tradition of these kind of 70s and 80s holiday specials. Nice. So it even opens with hand-drawn animation, oh, yeah. um, which was a common feature of these kind of specials. 
Um, and it's almost pointless to say to explain the plot because it's so uh, whimsy. No, it's kind of <laughs> very generous it term. Um, yeah, so it's about the Guardian kind of hero, Peter Quill's uh, Christmas blues. Um, and if anyone's following the very convoluted Marvel Universe storyline, you'll know that he lost his love interest in one of the recent battles oh, in these yes. movies a while back. So his his kind of space friends, Mantis and Drax, are trying to cheer him up by travelling to Earth to acquire for him a Christmas present, uh, Kevin Bacon, <laughs> which is oh, a, a, a hero. Kevin Bacon. Is, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, Kevin and, Bacon uh, was not very happy about it. <laughs> no. And, and Kevin Bacon does make an, experience, uh, an appearance um, in the special, which was delightful to me as a big Kevin Bacon fan. Me too. But, I mean, he, he's definitely kind of phoning it in, as is, I think, yeah. everyone else in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's very slickly produced, very forgettable as well, but I think it's a kind of sweet little nostalgic Christmas diversion while yeah. you're, you know, making eggnog or trying to distract the kids. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jess, it makes me wonder, around these Christmas specials, when they're misses, not hits necessarily, <laughs> I remember watching a, and... It was a painful. I was wrapping presents last Christmas Eve, and there was um, on a streaming service. It was called Christmas on the Farm, and oh. uh, it was. I think it had some Australian actors and some US actors in it. And it was the most ridiculous, most boring. Ha- just had nothing going for it. There was no plot. Oh, there was no yeah. nothing. And I was like, oh, I have to turn this off. But but there's so many of those, and I'm just wondering what. Why is it so hard? Maybe what's the challenge around? getting a hit for the holiday season. What is the the thing that seems to go wrong? Mm. I'm wondering if it's because it's just for that time of year. And it's been done to death and, all the time. And it doesn't have longevity. Well, they do every year. For the ones that have done well, they do have that longevity. But um, it's not day-to-day. It's mm. only at a particular point of time. I don't know if they invest as much in them. I don't know, Jess. Do you have any, yeah, well, any I think idea? both. Both Spirited and um, the holiday Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special are pretty big, like slickly produced, big budget, which is interesting. Mm. But I guess you know it's Disney Plus in particular. Disney has long been, you know, interested in making these kind of movies. It fits with their brand. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's really hard to um, get strike the right balance between that sentimental element that is so pivotal to the whole Christmas spirit theme, um, which can be annoying very, very quickly. And also that, you know, the kind of, um, I guess, slightly darker or satirical edge that's needed to make that sentimentality a little bit more digestible. Yeah, I think that's that's what can be really tricky about making a good uh, Christmas yeah. film. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Thank yes. you for that. Because mm. we've seen we've seen that kind of sentimental Christmas spirit type story so many times. <laughs> it needs to be um I guess there, there needs to be something different about it that makes it interesting or compelling or, or funny or yes. yeah. Otherwise it can feel a bit hollow or or a bit, yeah, exploitative or, or something like that, I think. Yes. Yes, bit yes. of a fine um, line. It, yes, yeah. it is. And, and because there's others that have been done so well, we just rewatch those. Yes. Because they're, they're the already there. Yeah. That's just why fun. they're called classics. Yeah, <laughs> and they live on. They do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's that one. So we're a little bit lukewarm on the Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> as well. 
two two uh, messes with Nicole. I've, I've oh, brought them. You know, but, they were okay. I mean, you know, I love Guardians of the Galaxy and I do like Will Ferrell as well. So, you know, I, I do want to watch them, but I was, yeah, I was expecting the same as everything else that they've produced and <laughs> it just didn't quite hit it. Um, yes. So, yes. Well, well, this last one I'm going to bring up is something a bit different and I have to apologise to Jacinta again because <laughs> it's definitely not a horror film but it, again, comes a little bit close to that Ooh, kind of territory. Yes. <laughs> and the title alone gives that away. It's called Violent Night. Oh, yes. Oh, my I've seen gosh. The, I've seen that bit of the promo. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Violent <laughs> Night. Okay. <clears throat> Did this promo um, entice you at all, Barbara? Yes, sorry, not promo. I should say I just saw a picture of a very evil-looking oh, evil looking Santa Claus in, in some uh, publication. I thought, uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. The concept, I mean, that's what um, interested me as well. The concept, the title, I think, is pretty ingenious. So, basically, yeah. it's, it's David Harbour um, from Stranger Things. So, he, he's Hopper, the dad from yes. Stranger Things. Oh, right. And I thoroughly appreciate him as an actor. Um, so, even though he's had some kind of false start in his movie career, unfortunately. Um, so, he is, is plays Santa Claus in this movie. Um <laughs> So this film is in a similar league to Fat Man, which is another kind of violent Santa Claus movie from a few, a few years ago starring Mel Gibson. Oh, I might have brought right. it up with, with yes. you on the radio, actually, possibly. Yes. Um, I, I sat through that one and it's an absolute train wreck. And yep. this violent Santa movie is much better than that that one. Is it anything like Bad Santa, which is pretty ridiculous, but or is it is it more sinister than that? Um. So, yeah, Bad Santa is, I guess, more of a kind of, black comedy mm. and this is this is a, 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 an action comedy kind oh, of okay. film right. um, so there it is very action heavy so the David Harbour's Santa we meet at the very <laughs> beginning as this very disillusioned kind of alcoholic Santa who's become very <laughs> cynical about very the world <laughs> yes and, and so more and more people have been added to his naughty list so he's kind of giving up on the you know Christmas spirit uh, he's drinking uh, a lot of it <laughs> yep uh, I guess <laughs> Um, and then it kind of, it, it's a bit of a strange film tonally. So then we kind of jump to this family, this recently separated couple who are going to the home of the father's um, very ultra-wealthy mother for, to celebrate Christmas, uh, this this kind of billionaire business owner who's played by Beverly D'Angelo from oh, the yes. National Lampoon movie. Mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm. Haven't seen her for a while, so no. that was a nice little surprise. Um, so the family start this kind of, Christmas holiday at the mother's the rich mother's house, and then this group of mercenaries led by a man codenamed Mr. Scrooge, a Christmas Carol <laughs> references striking again. Um, he kind of takes the family hostage on Christmas Eve because the, this group is trying to steal some of their fortune. And this <laughs> Mr. Scrooge guy is played by um, John Leguizamo, uh, who's famous for his roles in a few kind of cult action movies like John Wick, but also movies like Moulin Rouge. He's had a very eclectic and interesting oh, okay. career. Yeah. Um, and so Santa, when he comes to deliver the presents to this house, he has to kind of save the day and violently take on the mercenaries to save this <laughs> lightstone family. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. And that's basically as far as it goes in, in terms of plot. They do have a bit of Santa backstory where they reveal that he was once um, a Viking warrior. What? To kind of explain why he's so... 
Overweight? Yeah. Well, well despite being so overweight, why he's so good at like beating people up. Oh, okay. Things. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it's a very... Game of Thrones meets Santa Claus when it comes to town or something. <laughs> well, it, it's going for that very kind of um, B-movie, ridiculously over-the-top right. um, action cinema violence, I guess. And it's got a... Uh, this kind of stacked cast of cult figures in the lead roles with David Harbour, Beverly D'Angelo, and um, John Leguizamo. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But there's also some very dodgy performance in <laughs> some of the other supporting roles. Um, oh, so it's totally a bit all over the play. Yes. Um, and it's very hard to get this combo of violence and, and Christmas, warm-hearted kind of Christmas comedy gelling. But I appreciate the attempt. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. after I all that. I find it quite a fun little diversion. Yes. Uh, and the performances of David Harbour and John, John Leguizamo do make the movie watchable. Uh, and the music, actually, in this film is really good and holds it all together. So okay. it's got this really over-the-top score of traditional Christmas music, which drives a lot of the humour because the music of, is often contrasting really oh, okay. with yes. the violence. So, yes. Yeah. So that's um, again, quite a flimsy film. But, yeah. Um, but interestingly, the music for both this movie and Spirited were composed by the same guy, Dominic Lewis. So he's created quite a little niche for himself with these Christmas, twisted Christmas comedy movies. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, I mean, it's slim pickings, I think, when it comes to music. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> fair to say that that is the case this year, Jess. Not so, just this year, maybe. But yes. um, hopefully, better luck next year, maybe. Yeah, well, I kind of yeah. like um, the Barb's idea about bring a Game of Thrones kind of santry yeah. something in that genre might work for me. <laughs> Who knows? An historical sort of look at Santa. Well, that, could, that might be interesting, like, actually. A serious, a serious one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, just, just before we let you go, is there anything else on streaming services that you'd recommend? You know, Have you got any highlights for us that you think would be good all-rounders for the holiday viewing or maybe I know we that, that's a question without notice uh, but I don't, I don't know is there anything off the top of your head you'd recommend well I have a lot of catching up to do actually over the holidays because I yeah. there's so many tv series that I'm I've been keen to watch that I just haven't seen yet I know everyone's talking about the white lotus yes oh I'm it's amazing yes it's, oh, yes okay. tick tick so oh, both one tick. and two yes yeah. yeah all good have you seen Pinocchio on Netflix by any chance Jess? I have no but that's yeah. a great suggestion good. so that's the new version Guillermo del Toro yes I love him The Shape of Water I and love it, his stuff it was good I liked it yes so did I okay. but it's not for little kids no, no. all right good. yes it's I, like I'll an animated be... sort of thing yeah yeah, a stop-motion animated um, it's film. Very a lot of love went into that one. It was yes. took a long time to make. So and good I people, good people in it. Yes. Ewan McGregor is, vo- is uh, one of the voices very, and John Turturro and Kate Blanchett. There you go. Oh, mm, wow. Yes, very star-studded cast. Yeah. And it's funny because another one to potentially try is Disney's version of Pinocchio, their competing version of Pinocchio, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of an attempt at a live-action but also made up of a lot of CGI version of their classic animated Pinocchio film. Mm. Um, oh, really? But, uh, okay. Apparently it's quite strange to endure and the Guillermo del Toro version is much stronger. Okay. And, Piero, so, and then uh, Pierocchio's, um, uh, that from um, the Netflix one from uh, Guillermo del Toro, is rated M too, just to let people know it's not for the, not for the least... Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So if you want a kids ver- new kids version of Pinocchio, then the Disney Plus one is the one to go for. Yes, it's the one to go for. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jess, thank you so much for joining us for our final show. It's great to have you with us. Oh, and thanks for having me. 
Yes, have a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Um, and we look forward to having lots of chats with you next year, we hope. Yes, yes, definitely looking forward to that. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season as well. You too, Jess. Thanks, Thanks, thanks Jess. so much for all your, your contributions this yeah, year. Yeah, very, many very thanks appreciated. You. Take care. Thank you. Be safe. Chat. It has been. Thanks, Jess. See you in 2023. All the best. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You're on Big Life Conversation. This is Nicole, Barbara and Jacinta and we're going to have our first Christmas tune. Not many, just our first Christmas tune. That's got to be one of the best little Christmas carols around. I quite like that one. I quite like that one. It's uh, cheerful. Better than some of the (laughs) others out there. So I think that's a really great one to uh, just get us off the the stopping blocks or the the starting blocks as it might be on the Christmas carol front. Not that we want to overdo it, but Mm -hmm. a couple of – that's Justin Bieber's mistletoe. I love a little bit of Beeps. A little bit of Belieber. A little Belieber. (laughs) Being a big fan of Belieber. Guys, now I I did mention a little bit earlier in the show about some really great resources for people who may be experiencing more tough times – uh, as it comes to Christmas, when we remember people who are no longer with us, uh, we're, we're dealing with you know loss uh, and bereavement and grief of any any kind really. So um, for all of us, there's there's always something that can be a little bit tricky to navigate during Christmas. So. Um, I just wanted to mention some support services and a couple of other resources that I have accessed during my very short time, but will, it will be quite long, I imagine, in terms of managing and working through grief. Um, so some of the, the great resources I have come across are... Um, first of all, a wonderful podcast called Good Morning. Uh, that is M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Wherever you get your podcasts from, Good Morning, it, it is um, hosted by two wonderful young women and they've experienced their own losses and it is just fantastic and it's it's very lighthearted. They use lots of humour in it as well. But is lots it Australian? Of things. It's, there's an Australian woman and a British woman oh, okay. and, and it is produced in Australia. So oh, that's good. one mm. that's fantastic. Um Another one is a book, a couple of books, and I've come across a wonderful author called Megan Devine. Um, her first book, which is really just a uh, filled with different chapters around grief and some great advice, it's called "It's Okay." Not to be okay. Mm, That's, that, yes. and, and it's wonderful. It's a really great book. And then she has written a follow up book, which I am loving at the moment because being a coach as well, I love having practical tools. And this book is called How to Carry What Can't Be Fixed. And it's called A Journal for Grief by the same author, Megan Devine. And the reason I love it is, again, she references her own experience, but she's also clinical psychologist, a grief counsellor, very well credentialed in the field. And she presents um, lots of wonderful chapters. It's essentially a workbook. You get out your coloured pens and yes. you, use, you oh, okay. uh, like work through the exercises. Okay. And it's so what's amazing. it called again? Sorry, Jacinda? Yes, it's called How to Carry What Can't Be Fixed, A Journal for Grief by Megan Devine. I love that it's interactive and that you can actually journal things within the book rather than separately. Absolutely. So it actually gets you to do tasks as well. And it's brilliant. And if you love journaling and just, you know, there's really great questions that it will ask you and ask you to describe things in really whatever unique and creative way you would like to do it. And I found it very helpful and I'm only about a quarter of a way through. Mm. And it's a great book to dip in and out of. So It sounded like a multi-purpose. So many people could get something out of it. Well, something out of it, yeah. Yeah. Because that whole 
range of grief and loss, exactly, whatever it might exactly. be. Yeah. So I, I think there's there's something in there for, for, for lots of us. Yeah. And the final resource, which I never knew about and, and you know I'd rather not know about it but mm. when I was coming across looking for resources for myself there's the Australian Centre for Grief and Bereavement. Mm. Now this is an amazing centre it's a um, not-for-profit and it's not a crisis support service mm. but it's a Victorian state government funded resource for counselling and support services. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a specialist bereavement support group free of charge to all Victorians. Oh, wonderful. So some of, yes, it is amazing. Some of the services include counselling and support groups, information resources, lots of other things, even workplace and organisational bereavement support. for some Maybe for those workplaces that just don't know how to handle situations. Yeah, and particularly if someone their colleagues has died suddenly in yes. the office. That happened uh, at the company where I worked at. Yeah, that's right. died at work. And so, you yes. know, uh, organisations have a responsibility to help support people through Absolutely. their grief. Yeah. So if they're not feeling very good at that and sure. they'd like some resources, that is a great place Fantastic to go. Fantastic idea. Yeah. Um, so I've actually signed up for some counselling from that and also to join a support group next year. Oh. And I'm going to try both of those things and see how I go. As I said, the counselling is a free service, as is the support group. So there's lots of wonderful support groups out there and resources. So I encourage people if, to try one or more of those if that you think that might be for mm, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's so Center. important, especially at this time of year, as we mentioned, there's a lot of people, you know, including yourself, who yep. have lost someone and it's a you know brings a different kind of feel to Christmas. Um, but having some great resources around you is always helpful to reach out to. So um, really, really important. Thank you so much for that. You're really welcome. important. Um, I just wanted to tap into very quickly some rituals, and this is about retreating or treating yourself um, over Christmas rather than getting really, really busy using it as a time to just slow down and, and park a little bit. Mm-hmm. Easy to say, not so easy to do because <laughs> mm-hmm. silly season is upon us. Yes. Um, but instead of talking about lots of food this day, which normally I do, and I have got some recipes on our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation, so please go to our Facebook page. There's so much information on there, recipes, but also our podcast from our show. If you miss it today, we can you can hear us at any time. Yes. But f- new food rituals. So um, it's... It's holiday season. It's a time to indulge, but don't feel guilty if you step away from your regular food routine. You know, have a sip of champagne and celebrate with your seafood. Um, But try to keep mindful with your goal. You know, enjoy it with intention. Balance it out. Feel good with superfoods. So, you know, making sure that you add some superfoods and do your eating mindfully. So Mm. setting up some new food rituals, which might not be the I'm just going to feed my face and then fall asleep (laughs) on the couch situation. Although that's fun too. It, it is fun, <laughs> but, but you know, often. is there regret <laughs> afterwards? So we yes, don't want to have yes. the regret with it yes. as well. It's buyer's remorse. Absolutely. <laughs> but also some relaxation rituals. So creating some new rituals, which might be about, you know, having tech time, downtime. Yeah. Um, the hectic days yeah. are still real, but making sure that we space our social calendar out and carve out time for ourselves to have slow paced pauses catch up in your rest and relaxation and, um, you know, making sure that you might listen to some new music or some new hits or something to distract you from, you know, what's going on. So some new relaxation rituals to distract the mind if things are tough. 
um, self-care rituals. So um, making it so important to um, have very timely um, activities or activity-free mornings, um, dive into your latest skincare, um, you know, take a beautiful, luxurious bath, um, you know, having a little time to uh, do some of those other self-care things. I like getting my nails done with some sparkles. Oh, absolutely. Isn't Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? Absolutely, absolutely. Fitness rituals, also a good time to start those as many people have the New Year's resolution and self-love rituals. So if you don't have yourself to love, then... You know, that's a really tricky thing. So summertime is a good time to start some of those um, positive daily affirmations that might support you, boosting your um, body confidence, social skills, and promising yourself that you deserve time to relax. Summer is all about feeling good. So um, lean on the rituals that empower you. Don't get silly and lots of love. Um, and so that's my little tips for you. the Christmas that period. Awesome. Just before we wind up, if I can and a couple of minutes to go, go, Barbara. Thank you. Yeah, so, um, of course, lots of interesting activities going on in the entertainment world um, in our fair city and beyond. I uh, just want to remind people, of course, all the outdoor shows. Um, the Merry Wives of Windsor is running oh, up until the 24th of December. Yes. Uh, go to the Melbourne Shakespeare um, uh, Club and um, the Melbourne Shakespeare Company. And uh, I have to uh, admit to a, um, a disclaimer here. Um, my sister-in-law, married to my brother Paddy, her brother Chris, Chris Broadstock, is actually starring in it. So anyway. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's so um, that's a bit of fun, secured Botanical Gardens. And then, of course, there's um, Australian Shakespeare Company, uh, Much Ado About Nothing, at the Botanical Gardens and all the wonderful kids stuff, um, Wind in the Willows and so on and so forth. Anyway, uh, you can check out some of the websites of that. Don't forget, of course, there's Hamilton, which is finishing in January, the musical. Madagascar comes on for a couple of weeks at the Comedy Theatre. Slava Snow Show, which you talked about last week. Also, um, Alice in Wonderland um, is on at uh, the Athenaeum, and apparently it's supposed to be a fantastic uh, production that's um, come from Britain. Uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child continues to thrive. Um, and Joseph and the Technicolor and the Imagine Technicolor Dreamcoat still uh, going strong at the um, the Regent Theatre. So you can, there's not short of things to do, and lots of free things in the parks as well. Beautiful. Fantastic. And... It's almost it's a, a wrap. A wrap. Thank you, everybody, for uh, supporting our show all year. Uh, thanks, Nicole and Barbara, for being amazing co-hosts. As always, we've had a blast this we year. Have. And so lovely to have you back. Yes, it's wonderful to be back. Have a safe and healthy uh, festive season for everyone, and we will see you back in February. On the sixth of February, February, Monday the sixth, we'll be we'll be back with bells on. And yeah, take care and have fun. Have yeah, fun. Take, take care, care everybody. Bye. Happy Bye, Christmas. Everyone.